Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Let's <laughs> let's get this rolling here, boy. What is going on, everybody? The boys are back for episode three. We are your hosts, Randy and Brian. And Randy's high off his ass. I just got back from the dentist, so if I sound like a little lispy, you know why. So, hi. Halloween just passed. Like ha- ha- how was your Halloween? Uh, it was it was all right. Yeah, you I guess. the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time? I didn't dress up this year. Yeah, you know, but the but the Rangers won. <laughs> so Rangers won. It was a good holiday. Yeah, they came back to beat the Knights. Heck, yeah, they did. Yeah, I was Came back to beat that fourth stringer. Yeah. The, yeah, the fourth stringer. Yeah, they're in trouble, man. Yeah, no, no, they definitely they definitely are. You go from the flower, who now has a concussion, Suban, who now has a groin injury, Dansk, lower body, and now Legacy. Legacy and Ferguson. Ferguson looked like a little fifteen year old on the bench. Dude, like, he's younger than us. Yeah, he's nineteen. He's younger than but us. But it was crazy looking at him on the bench because you sit there and they tell you the whole story on how he was at his A or his junior leagues game and then he got a phone call, so then he had to go to Vancouver, redline it to Toronto and then fly in he's the, in the kid morning. From the Karma loops, right? I think so. He I Nineteen years old, yep. and he's in the show. Yes, sir. Now, here's a real question: Since he got the emergency call up, when he gets put back down, does he go to the A or does he go back to juniors? I believe to juniors as long as it's not the ten games. If, if, it, the, if it's, it's ten, 10 games, games, then he has to go to the AHL and it burns the first entry level, the first year's entry level. Okay. Because I never really understood that whole emergency call up and whatnot. But I mean, eight and three. Is a very good start. Eight and three is an awesome start, especially when you're on the fourth string goalie. The problem, though, is they're now on their away stint. Yeah, so we're really going to see against what a lot of teams that need to win. Yeah. AKA first one was Rangers, and they pulled it out, which which is surprising. I am happy, but at the same time, a little upset. You wanted AV gone. I wanted AV gone. They need a shake. They need a shake. They either need to trade. Or they need to shake off the coach. How long do you think it's going to be before AV goes? Two games. Two games. Yeah, two, we. Two, I mean, uh, we even, even with we Lynch? lose tonight. Goodbye. You think so? Yes. Yes, because you don't give one. You don't give a coach one game left, and then he beats an expansion team, and then it's all good. Oh, it's the turnaround. Like that's not the way it works. Okay. He needs to string wins together, and I'm talking wins as in like four. It so needs to be four. If he wins. Four straight, you think they keep him? For yeah. The season? If he wins, if he wins three, they'll keep him, at least for the long run here. Uh-huh. But if they win tonight and lose on Saturday, it's over. But uh, <laughs> pending, they're gonna lose tonight because they're playing the Lightning in Tampa Bay. So you never know. Anything could happen. Bye bye, Av. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Anything can happen. Stammer's got twenty four points. Kucherov has 13 goals, and Vasilevsky's got 10 wins. Anything can happen, as in Tampa Bay's going to win any way possible. No, 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 no. All right, yeah, no, You're they're, they're going to get destroyed. I am 100%. <laughs> How many do you think Kuch puts up tonight? One. Only one? Stamkos with two. All right, so Stamkos, two goals, Kuch, one goal. Nemeskov, three assists. Three assists. Actually, two, because I don't think he's on that power play unit. Okay. I'll give him two on that one. He'll have one. How one many for assists each. does Cooch have? Two. 
They'll have one goal, two assists. Sergachev might put up a, a goal, too. Damn. You're just selling the Rangers It's going to be 4-3 or 4-2 with an empty net. Poor Hank. Poor Hank. Listen, it's not his fault. It's not a goalies league right now. No. The transition is here. I actually wanted to ask you about that. In, in all honesty, what like what do you think the NHL is leaning more towards now? Scoring. Is it all scoring? Look at the penalties, dude. Do you dude. think the defense You could swing and miss at the hands, and it's a penalty. <laughs> so do you think that that defensive resurgence that we saw, like, in the 90s, early it's 2000s. gone. Do you think it'll ever come back? It will come back. Just like goalies will make a comeback eventually. But right now, it's scoring. It's scoring. It's scoring. It's it's scoring. Well, they're moving. They're, I feel like the NHL is moving more towards that speed and finesse game. They're moving more like, towards, like let NFL. me get this on the market so it can compete against these other sports. Because yeah. who wants to watch, other than real hockey fans, who wants to watch a 2-1 game where the goalies are making outstanding saves? Nobody. Yeah, you're selling this the sport out you real hard. You want a 5-4 win. That's yeah. what you want. So more goals, exciting. Exactly. Yeah. So you have all I miss, these. I miss you have all these pounces. I mean, okay, we really want to get into the analytics of this. Look at that face-off win for the Kings with .9 left. It's a fully just and why, and why did it happen? The new face-off rules. It was often icing, so you couldn't take a timeout. Mm-hmm. And it was a winger in Pashnak against Koptar, who's arguably one of the best face-off men in the game right now. He can't tie him up because of the face-off rule. And he's on his offside. Kopi won it right back. Bang, bang, goal. 0.4 seconds left in overtime. See ya. Now, I don't know why Rask, one thing, it's is offside. So Kopitar couldn't shoot it. Off the draw. Watching that video, seeing him react to the shot after it already passed him, I think that was the best part of the entire thing. Yes, yes. But <laughs> but why wouldn't you center yourself a little bit more? Because the only opportunity that goes on net from the standpoint of Kopitar can only win it back to Toffoli. He can't get a shot on net because it was his offside. Yeah, why so- wouldn't you center yourself so the best thing that could have beat you would have been a post, an inch shot? So do you think it was... A good play, good shot, or do you think it was bad goaltending? Good play, good shot, because, I mean, you still only had .9 left. I think it's just bad goaltending. I don't know if it's bad goaltending, because it's still, it, it literally, I mean, why didn't, why didn't Pashnak take an, a nice face-off penalty or delay, mm-hmm. get thrown out, and then whoever goes in takes a penalty, because then you can switch your center out. Because, yeah, it's a nice thing, but it's a penalty, so... Now you can now so the now third we're person because you don't lose another guy because it was a four on three or it was a three on three and then it was four on three because they pulled quick because there was no chance that Boston could score on an empty net. So why not take a penalty so you can throw your center out there to take it against Kopitar? You're getting, you're, getting you're going into a shootout, into but you, but you're going to a shootout. So the penalty for point nine seconds means nothing. So now it's on. Now it's coaching. It's, so, it's, so now it's, it's a bad it's, coaching. It's, it's like a. It's like. Three things gone wrong in one play. There's really too many play. things gone wrong exactly. in, in, in point nine seconds. <laughs> That's the thing, because then I heard something Graves, well, if you had the opportunity to call a timeout, would you have called a timeout? No. No, you don't call a timeout. You're going to write up a play for point nine seconds? There is no play you can write exactly. up Exactly. It's like, it's like, what are you going to do? Tell them to fall on it? Can't. Face off rolls. Like, and being a, being a centerman, explain the new face off rule to people who don't know it. You can't jump. You can't jump. It it takes away 
it takes away your ability to tie them up is really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to tie them up off this face-off rule. I don't remember the actual rule like word for word, but it almost makes it impossible to tie up. Everybody's getting thrown out of face-offs because they're not putting their stick down right away. They're putting it down too quickly. The other guy doesn't put his stick down, that kind of thing. It takes away from tying up the stick. It's really what Would it is. Would it change your game at all? No, because I win them cleanly. You don't use body at all. No, I don't use body I mean, at all. Because I really don't watch not only, you. Not only do I not. I, I look for the puck or I jump to the other side when, not, we're, when we're playing. Not only do I not use the body much at all in my faceoffs, I also, no matter if I'm the offensive side or defensive side, I always have my stick down first because mm-hmm. I use it as leverage. I, I'm just like, I just put it down. I never do the little tap the stick and then go. So does this rule, in your opinion, benefit the younger players or the older players? Uh, older players. Older players because they're they're so strong on their faceoffs that they yeah, they've been in the league for exactly a while. like Kopitar you could throw him on any different situation and he's gonna know how to win he's just that strong mm-hmm. younger players they're gonna try and get creative with it they're I mean maybe in three years two three years you could say the younger kids that have been playing this that are now gonna be in their three or fourth year then I could see them having the edge because they're used to it and they're they're just young. So this hurt, like, you think it hurts, like, Matthews, it hurts McDavid? Right now, yes, in. because the experience of winning faceoffs, you can't tie them up. Because if you're going, a rookie going against, uh, it's Connor McDavid against Crosby in this type of situation. I give the edge to Crosby for the fact that he's been in the league. He knows how to, he knows how he can win yeah. faceoffs. And I just think that will that's just gonna weigh down on that last second. And the other problem for that play alone was it was it was Pasternak. When's the last time he took a draw? Like he's a winger. Yeah. It's only in overtime he would ever have to take draws. And like, also, you're on. going up against Kopitar. Kopitar. Look at the, look at the the muscle difference. Look at the height difference. But, but I I under, I agree. But for that instance, muscle and height difference doesn't mean anything because it had to be bang bang. He had to win it cleanly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not like he could drop the puck and then tie him up or muscle him up, then pass it to, to, to Foley to snipe it. He It had to be, yeah, it it had to be as clean cut as that was. That, is the, that was the it best opportunity. It could not have been more perfect. All Except right. maybe if Rask was, you know, playing his position. I, th- I personally think that Rask sat there and said, there was no way that this is going to beat me. I really it, think so. And he really, really got beat. Yes. He had no chance. No, no All chance. All right, so getting off of that, uh, with Halloween passing, taking a look around the league at uh, some of the best costumes. Subans was hilarious. Oh, yeah, with the, with with the, the horse? Yeah, and the cowboy hat. And, yeah. uh, oh, that was great. That was funny. I think my favorite was at the Preds Halloween party, Bonino and his wife dressed up as autograph hunters. And sat outside, outside right? Yep. Outside, and they and there was there was two players. It was Ellis. Ellis wouldn't sign. Ellis wouldn't sign. Someone yeah, else Subban wouldn't sign. Filmed it from overhead. Yeah, you just hear him starting to yell out the yep. window to Benino. Oh, did did Ellie sign? That and was Pe- good. Pecorine came in. He that was, was dressed funny. Up as a rock star. Lundquist. Lundquist dressed up as the IKEA basket. Yep. That yep. was hilarious. I saw that. That was pretty funny. Oh man, but yeah, it's it's a fun time. It's a fun time Halloween yeah. for hockey players. They have a lot of fun with it. I think my favorite one that was supposed to happen that didn't was after Marner got dropped to fourth line, him and um, 
Matt Martin were supposed to go as Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Oh, And their girlfriend shut it down uh, real quick. Yeah, because they were probably jealous that they were going to oh, be... I'm sorry, a... Matt Martin's wife and Marner's, I think yeah, his girlfriend shut it down. Yeah, they were probably jelly that they were going to be a yep. Halloween costume together. The bromance is real. I know, it's crazy. I mean, in transition on ice, too, Marner's putting playing up more what? points, playing, playing well. Yeah, but, I mean, it was like a... It was it was stupid. It was it was oh we're gonna take the rookie off the line because he's the rookie. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean he wasn't playing bad. He had points. The problem was he was minus six. Well, so is JVR and Tyler Bozak, but they weren't rookies. So and another one, Connor Brown too. Connor Brown, I think uh, just put in his fourth goal last night. But still, he's been negative, and his play has been on par with Marner's. He just hasn't been as negative. That's the problem. Yeah. And I <laughs> He's think, like a negative three. I think Babcock six. really wanted to make an example out of yes, uh, Marner. Yes, I think he wanted – but I also think he wanted to show all the young players that it's not like, yeah, last year you had a great year. year before – You're nothing. You, you're, you're, you're still a rookie, bud. And like, you got to keep – It can you still go going. wrong. You got you to gotta stay consistent. Yep. So moving on from that, the biggest headline, I think, Brian Boyle. Brian Boyle's return. Back. I'm very happy to see that. I thought what Ryan Callahan did was was very very great mm-hmm. on how he put for hockey hockey night fights cancer. Mm-hmm. He put who do you fight for, and he said Brian Boyle. So I mean that was that was really cool. I'm glad to see he's back. Yeah. And then they go back in and they go to Vancouver. That was Corey Schneider's return again yep. to Vancouver. He played stellar. Who, who also well. has had a really good start for their club. Yes. They've been really hot coming it helped, in. But it also helps when the defense is playing well. Yeah. Because that defense usually does not play well. That's almost, to me, a hotter start even though their record isn't as good because who would have saw that coming? Yeah, nobody would think that like, Vancouver's going to come out that swinging the, like that. The Sedin brothers dropping like 12 minutes a game and being mm. okay with it. Like, well, they're they're getting old. I mean, when we f- were younger, when we were like 10, 11, 12 years old, that's when they were at their peak. Now, yeah. you know, they're falling yeah, off. Yeah, but they're that veteran presence that you give. Like Marlowe, look at how many minutes Marlowe's stocking up in Toronto. But it's good that they're taking that backseat step to these new young kids now, coming in. Now, if this starts a little little like four-game skid, do you, do you start giving them the minutes back? As a Sedin brother, do you sit there and be like, I, all right, guys, I, you had your fun? Yeah, I think I would definitely put them back in if if they start slipping. But I think you hey, might be able to hey, there's more teams out there that have a lot, a lot worse problems than this, <laughs> like the like the Coyotes. The Coyotes. One eleven and one. One eleven and one. They finally got that first win though. With a minus twenty three goal differential, but they still average. They're still on pace more goals. Than the Oilers. The Oilers are 31st in the league for goals. I don't understand. I, I really just don't understand. Oh, the big works. reason the Coyotes are not is ya boy from BU. Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. Now, when I was when we were talking this morning before we were doing the show, I was looking him up in specific because I wanted to see... Because you're falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm not going to lie. He reminds <laughs> me a lot of Patrick Kane, and I'm going to get into that in a second. But bold statement. Can't, he, I mean, come on, dude. The way he's he great, the puck, but no, dude. nobody else in the league right now can walk the line like Kane, besides Clayton Keller. Watch, watch highlights. I don't know, man. You got it. You got to watch. I it. don't know. Bobby Farnham is still in a playoff. Bobby Farnham. But <laughs> no, he, no, no, no. What, I, did he, what does he have? He has nine, nine, nine goals, goals six, six assists, assists, fifteen points, and he's only. 
A negative no, nine. That's that's the craziest part. I don't understand. I mean, it's just the whole team. Well, maybe is he plays. Maybe he plays goalie too. I don't yeah, know. No. He might be in the net, and then he might catch the puck instead of I don't know. passing I think that's out to Ekman a D. Larson. He might throw the goalie glove off and put it on top of the net and put on his regular player glove and just run. It's just so sad and that go. his his plus minus is going to be. God awful after this year. I oh, mean, like Ekman Larson's last year. Somehow Ekman, Ekman Larson was only a minus twenty-two last I year. I think he's a minus thirteen or a minus eleven right now. Yeah, he's on pace for he's, minus twenty-two again. He's up there. He's up there. And I I got the stats from Kane's rookie year. This comparison, like I said, eighty-two games played by Kane, twenty-one goals, fifty-one assists, seventy-two points, minus five. They sound pretty. Similar. My problem is. I don't know who Clayton Keller is going to pass to. Uh, he doesn't need to if he's got those goals. Times. Yeah, but okay. So now we're looking at now we're looking at you the he, opposite here. You think he could have a fifty goal you're season? You're thinking you're what you're saying. You're you not think, even thinking. You you're think, saying. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. fifty goal season by 50, Clayton Keller. Fifty goal season on the Yotes. Fifty and seventeen. Oh my! Oh my God! Stop 50 it. Fifty in two thousand seventeen. I say twenty-five and thirty-two, maybe. What's his plus-minus though, in your opinion? What's I'm, it going to be? A minus fifteen. I think he goes. I think he gets. Don't even 50 say it. Goals. I think he goes fifty goals, thirty-one assists. You're crazy. Bold hot takes. Hot takes. Bold <laughs> statements. Yeah, hot takes, just like you're Sagan being the third best center in the league. He is. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. So, on the note of Dirty Dangles by Clayton Keller, we're going to move to a different Dirty Dangle that just happened last night (laughs) on a 4-1 to trip in San Jose. Mm -hmm. Roman Yossi with those... Hands dough. When you sent that to me, yo, I fell off. I fell off the chair. Like, dude, I dropped. He dangled that D man off the face off win, off the boards. That boy had no angle. Came ankles. in and then just came across and just nipped backhand bar down, dude. It doesn't and, get better. And he he was falling. It was like, dare I say, Bobby Orish. Oh God! No, you're you're. you're that's a <laughs> no. That's it wasn't. A it right wasn't. There. It wasn't Bobby Orish, but it was sick. It was unreal. It was. It was heavy. Eric Carlson's the new Bobby Orish. Oh, uh, hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> hot takes that I'm not arguing because it's not as hot take. It might be. That's more believable of a statement than he's the reincarnation. But hey, how about that one punch? Knockout by VX. We're knuck chucking. We're knuck chucking in Anaheim. No, we ain't knuck chucking. We Superman punching his temple off his head. Yo, they didn't like you normal hockey fights. You grab the sweater, you know. We, we yeah. get a little jostling. Nope. No, no. Nope. He even caught air when he BX-a took that shot. came in with the Superman knockout punch. He, yo, Gudis hit the Conor McGregor style so hard, bro. Dude, was great. And then and then I can't believe I would never, ever challenge BX again. And then Andrew Shaw does it before that fight. But, like, come on. Shaw's a savage. He, yep. he, he does. He has no no regard for his own safety, his no own health, or kidding. anybody it's around like, him. like, here, I'm just going to go in and get my ass handed the, to me. I think what he, what he got, he got cross-checked, cross-checked BX back. Then BX punched him in the face three times. 
gets separated, gets jumped on, and then Shaw jumps off the ice, chases him, and just launches. Yeah, it sounds like Shaw for you. <laughs> so to end the show, we're going to talk about my favorite moment of the past six years of hockey. <laughs> The overtime Eric Carlson show where Dowdy, Kopitar, and Brown basically argued and said they weren't covering him in overtime. And all Carlson can do is laugh. And it's not like a, oh, I know I'm the best player in the NHL laugh. He just kind of giggled humbly. He, He giggled because he couldn't believe that's what they were actually arguing about. I mean, Brown literally, the show is on the camera, it says... I'm not covering him. <laughs> he goes, you cover him. I'm getting no do now, ya. <laughs> how big of a compliment could that possibly be on the what, fact that arguably the second best defenseman in Drew Doughty does not want to cover you in overtime? What does that do to your head, though? Like, do you... Well, if it's Carlson, he's humble, so it doesn't do anything. If it was me, <laughs> my head <laughs> would be huge. <laughs> like, I'd be like, bro, you guys, we're not... We're not going around the equator right now. Like, the equator and the earth, you're going around my head. <laughs> like, psh, psh. But that was probably the funniest the clip. The best thing if you haven't seen I've it yet, seen you need to Google it. Ever. That was gold. There's there's nothing more hockey than that. That was great. That's just the boys having fun. And then Kempe comes in and embarrasses Condon in the shootout to win it. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Those hands, though. Dirty, dirty, dirty. But he's having a good season. Yes, he is. All right, we gotta end the show. We can't. We can't get into camp now. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> All right. So that's been episode three. Epi three. Episode three of For the Beers, Boobs, and Boys. We'll be back for the boys very very soon for episode four. Um, we are now on iTunes. Well, we're still on iTunes. So subscribe, share, like, share. subscribe, tweet us. Tweet you us. Know. Tweet us individually. We don't have a Twitter yet. Uh, I might be working on that. Uh-oh. Hot takes. <laughs> and hot takes. All right. Well, that's it. You guys have a good night.